When it comes to investing, retirement, taxes, healthcare, and estate planning, the decisions you make today can greatly affect the quality of life for you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straightforward and unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your retirement. Good news. You found the Retirement Playbook sponsored by APO Financial. So get ready for an hour of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. It's time for the Retirement Playbook. And now, here are your hosts, John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shade. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome to the Retirement Playbook, the radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to reach your wealth management and retirement goals through smart investing and careful planning. On today's show, we're going to be talking about how to create a retirement income stream and four major benefits that you're missing if you're not working with a financial advisor. Also, we'll talk about the pros and cons of fixed annuities. And if we have time, we'll get to the six things to do if you're nearing retirement. My name's Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but of course, the words of wisdom and solid advice, well, they come from John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial right here in Lorium. I'll turn to you first, Coach Crows. How you doing this warm pre-Super Bowl morning? Doing awesome. Uh, looking forward to a Super Bowl, and more than anything, I just want to see a good competitive Super Bowl. Yeah, I think some people are getting tired of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs being in there, but you're going to root for the 49ers. I mean, I think we've had enough of Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift and all that, so I'm with you rooting for those 49ers, but we'll see what happens tomorrow. And uh, John Goodhue, you're out there at the Mothership in Colorado. How's the Saturday morning treating you? You know, it's a beautiful day out here, and I'm still rooting for the Lions. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I know what you're saying. All they're doing is golfing right now. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, root for your favorite team all year round, but unfortunately we just have two choices. The Super Bowl is going to be the 49ers or the Kansas City Chiefs, and yeah, I'd like to see uh, somebody different win this year. But hey, let's just hope for a good football game. It's going to be a fair football game, hopefully, and may the best team win. So anyway, glad you're with us here on this pre-Super Bowl Sunday. It is a Saturday morning, and of course we're here with you every week for your fiscal fitness and your financial education. I'm going to give you the telephone number right off the bat here so you can be in touch with us if you'd like. And that telephone number is 906-523-9030. Got questions about the show, comments about things that you'd like us to talk about? Give us a ring at 906-523-9030. And later on, we'll tell you about this uh, complimentary retirement playbook that you can get by calling that number. So let's dive into the show today. Something that I did not billboard at the front of the show today was about financial advisors calling themselves fiduciary fiduciaries are held to the fiduciary standard. And John Goodhue, I know that you have been in this business for a long period of time. Are you as aggravated sometimes as I get when I see or hear financial advisors that are basically selling a blanket approach to something and you know that it's not in the client's best interest, the best interest is in their pocketbook? Yeah, it is. It's very frustrating. The reality is a lot of financial advisors throw that fiduciary word around a lot and they're not really pure, what I call pure fiduciaries. They'll have maybe a license that they can call themselves a fiduciary, but then they have a bunch of other licenses that allow them to basically collect commissions on the buying and selling of securities. And that's not a pure fiduciary. You know, a pure fiduciary works always in the best interest of the client and in general has one securities license, one type. It's called a Series 65, and that's what we have. And we can't legally charge people for the buying and selling of securities, mm -hmm. investments. And I, th I think that's the better approach. I think that because our pocketbook is tied to our client's pocketbook. So mm -hmm. if they make money, we make money. If they lose money, we lose money. Most firms don't do it that way. Most firms, you know, collect their money up front. And if clients lose money, that doesn't hurt their pocketbook. So I just, I don't think that's in the best interest of the client. John, I have heard that if uh, someone is working for one of the major financial advisory firms, the big box firms, that they're encouraged to sell a particular product, whatever the product of the day is or the product of the month is. Have you heard that? Do you know if there's any truth to that at all? You said the word encouraged. <laughs> encouraged. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're strongly encouraged okay. to do that. Let's put it that way. All right. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty much they're directed to do that. Yeah, that, that's exactly what happens. There's lots of reasons for it. If a lot, a lot of those big firms can buy things at discounts that nobody ever knows about, and, it, and therefore they can make more money if those things go into certain people's portfolios. 
Okay, so like with insurance agents, they're captive insurance agents. They can only sell one thing, and then they're independent insurance agencies. Is it the same way with financial advisors? I mean, at APO Financial, do you have a limited choice of the things that you can put people in, or do you have rather a vast and deep toolbox? Well, because APO Financial is a registered investment advisory firm that's regulated by the SEC, we can literally invest in anything for our clients. Now, we don't invest just in anything, but we could. And so we are not limited. We are the most expansive uh, type of firm that you can, you can have in the industry. And Coach Crows, I know you're right there in the office in Lorium, Michigan. To your knowledge, is there any other firm around in the Upper Peninsula that you know of who does what APO Financial does? Or do you really consider yourself sort of a unicorn to some extent? Oh, I believe we're a unicorn in the entire UP. I think there's some in other cities that consider themselves or call themselves retirement planners, but I, you know, I think it stops at the income plan and they don't do true comprehensive retirement planning like we do. Like the five pillars, you know, it goes way beyond the income plan. You know, you got you also have to think about your your social security, your Medicare choices, you know, and and, uh, I think the thing we do that separates us from just about anyone in the UP, outside the UP, is is the tax planning. And in addition to that is the estate planning. So if our listeners are looking for a comprehensive financial advisor who isn't held to just one or two particular type of products, who is really acting at a true fiduciary standard, and that means putting the client's needs and interests above your own, again, it's APO Financial. I'll give you that number again if you would like to talk about your no-cost, no-obligation retirement playbook. You can get it by calling 906-523-9030. It's 906-523-9030. Sit down with uh, John there at APO Financial. Talk about what your individual needs are, what your dreams, your hopes, and your goals and desires are for retirement. And John Goodhue, I mean, there are a lot of financial advisors who have maybe one or two or three or four different financial plans. They're sort of blanket financial plans. And they hope that they'll fit everybody. But the way I think about it is that we're all individuals. We've got different fingerprints and we all have different retirement plan needs. Yeah, I I call that the one size fits all financial advising. I don't know if you've ever tried on like shirts or shoes and oh, one size fits all. I've never, (laughs) that's never happened. I know. Uh, Every, yeah, you've got to tailor it to the individual people, uh, you, there are really no two, two people or two families that are exactly the same. So everything that we do, for example, is tailored to what exactly that person needs, uh, what they want, um, and they're all different. Well, let's talk about creating an income plan here a little bit. I think that most people, when they get ready to retire, they may have money in a 401k or they have it in IRA. They come to you and they say, John, listen, here's my 401k. Here's my IRA. And for the sake of argument, they say it's got $523,000 in it. Okay. I need you to take this pile of money that I've accumulated now and turn it into a paycheck for the rest of my life. That seems to be a rather daunting task. Where do you begin with something like that? Well, first, we want to determine what kind of income do they really need. Therefore, we build income plans for everybody that comes to visit with us. Uh, We do that complimentary on the the front end. We do not charge people to do that because I can't really tell people exactly what the best way is to create the income that they're going to need in retirement until I know what all their needs are and what they're trying to really accomplish. We can do that all the time. What I also hate, Jeff, is these rules of retirement that you see on the Internet. And the one about income is this. You should prepare to live on 80% of your pre-retirement income in retirement. I kind of laugh at that one. I just tell people, go home, take 20% out of your income right now. Tell me that you can pay your bills with that. And then put all the things you want to do, all your bucket list things in retirement on top of that. You can't do that. And so I like to start at about 120% yeah, and go yeah. up from there. Yeah, right. it's, it's much more fun that way. Yeah, I mean, if you're spending, let's say, $5,000 a month, why would you think that just because you're retired, you're going to be spending $4,000 a month? Did it cost you 1000 bucks just to go back and forth to work? Probably not. So you're right. That general rule does not apply of 80%. Another general rule that I hear all the time is if you take 4% of your money out, you're going to be okay for the rest of your life. That's just not true, is it? It is not. The 4%, that's the four, called the 4% rule. Did you know that the 4% rule has a 64% chance of working? I did not know that. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like, 
I, I tell people this in my seminars and things. That that's kind of like if you were to go out and get on an airplane and go, you know, to wherever, Chicago or Miami or whatever, and you got in the airplane and you buckled in and it's go out there on the tarmac. And just before you took off, the pilot came on and said, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it's a wonderful day to fly to, to Miami. There are no uh, thunderstorms in the way. And, and we have a 64% chance of making it. Everybody <laughs> on that plane would get off. Absolutely. It's kind of like uh, saying the quadratic formula is only going to work 64% of the time. <laughs> you your, would... rules, your, your rules of math need to be 100% of the time. You know, yeah. and I think people write articles and stuff, call it a rule that, you know, it's an eye catcher and go, oh, I got to do this. Yeah, I was going to throw that in that, you know, you're a math teacher, so you would come up with an example like that. But I'm with you. Why would you want to do something that's not even going to work three-fourths of the time? You need a plan where your target goal is probably at least 100%. Also, with these blanket plans, uh, John Goodhue, they don't account for something called sequence of return risk, and that's just retiring at the wrong time, right? Yeah, that's right. So I show that in in seminars and in lectures I give, and that's usually a wake-up call for people. If you're relying on the stock market to fund your retirement 100%, and they think the stock market is going to provide the gains for them, Well, if you retire and you hit bad returns early while you're taking money out of your account, you get a really good chance of running out of money. And it's just because you hit bad sequence of returns, negative returns early in your retirement years. If you hit them later in your retirement years, it doesn't have as big of an impact. And people don't think about this. Most people don't have a plan to get through those times. You've got to have a plan to get through bad times. That's what we do for people. So, John, let me talk to our listeners here. If you want to talk to an investment advisor who wants to sell you a standardized stock bond portfolio, really any investment advisor would be happy to do that for you. If you want all your eggs in an annuity basket, anyone with an insurance license would be more than happy to sell that to you. But if you're looking to go beyond a product sales pitch and focus on the lifestyle first and the life that you want to live, and you want to have a conversation with an advisor who will take a comprehensive look at your unique needs and desires through this comprehensive lens and advisor who really understands that you want to travel to see the kids maybe maybe you want to go on overseas vacations you want to start a hobby business an advisor who wants to help you discover who you really want to be in retirement then listen up this is for you we're offering it no cost and no obligation for you to give us a call here at apo financial and get your comprehensive retirement playbook no cost no obligation for this you can call this number this weekend i would encourage you to do it today 906-523-9030 it's 906 906- Five two three ninety thirty. Tomorrow, when you're watching the Super Bowl, you'll be glad that you crossed this one off your list. Nine zero six five two three ninety thirty. Again, no cost, no obligation for this. It is not going to cost you a dime, but it could uncover some blind spots that, when addressed, may help you plan a retirement that's going to allow you to thrive, not just survive. So, once again, nine zero six five two three ninety thirty, or you can request your complimentary consultation online at apofinancial.com. That's ap financial.com want more strategies to support the quality of life you want for 30 plus years don't go away there's more retirement playbook from apo financial in just a moment you can't start a journey you've never taken without a plan and you can't start your retirement journey without a comprehensive plan to get there safely to request your no cost no obligation retirement playbook review call 906-523-9030 or request it online at apofinancial.com. Now back to more of the Retirement Playbook with John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shea. We're so glad you decided to join us here for another Saturday morning with the Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue. We're here for you every week with your fiscal fitness, your financial education here on WMPL Radio. And we have a great show. If you've missed any part of it today, the first part where we talked about fiduciaries, we're also a podcast. Simply go to wherever you get your podcasts, search for the Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue. You'll find this show and all of our past shows. You can stay on top of your journey towards a confident retirement. You can also Google Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue. That is another way that you can find our show and listen to it on your schedule. Okay, guys, I'm going to talk about DIYers. A lot of people out there listening to us say they like to say, I did it myself or I could do it myself. And, you know, it occurs to me that if you're you know, going to paint the walls in your house, that's a fine job. You really can't go too wrong with that. Maybe even make a little bit of a mess. You hopefully can clean that up. Maybe you want to build a deck on your house. 
that's fine. You know, there are so many things around the house or so many things that you can do as a DIYer. Now, I think if I needed some sort of medical procedure, I would hardly look at myself in the mirror and pull out something sharp and start digging into my skin. And it reminds me of people who don't understand that I think financial planning, comprehensive financial planning is not a DIY project. So I want to talk about some of the reasons why you are missing out if you're not working with a financial advisor. The first one comes to mind that you just, it's very hard to keep your emotions out of this, isn't it? It certainly is. That's that's usually the problem. This is what I hear some people say. They'll say, "Hey, you know, I would, I did, I really proud of myself. Uh, you know, right before the uh, the two thousand eight nine crash, I I pulled all my money out of the markets." I said, "Great. So you didn't lose money then? Much money then? No. I, you know, I'm really proud of myself." And then the next question I ask is this: "So when did you get back in?" And there's kind of silence. And what you find out is they didn't get back in till way too late. They missed all those gains in the recovery. Fear. Yep. It's a lot easier to pull out of an investment than it is to know when to get back into it because your emotions get in the way. Well, that's the reason why doctors don't work on their own uh, family because they can't put their emotions aside. And it's the same way with a financial advisor. Really, when you're looking at making investments for people, you take the emotions out of it. I mean, you have the clear lens, the comprehensive clear lens of looking at it from a very practical standpoint and coming up with a solution to a problem, right? Yep. There are multiple studies on this now, but there's uh, something called the Dalbar study. Mm-hmm. It's been done for years and years, and it tracks individual investor behavior and then results, them doing it themselves, a do-it-yourselfer, versus having money professionally managed. And so every year the report comes out, it shows that the individual doing it themselves usually is 2 to 3% annually lower returns over mm. market cycle than a professionally managed account. That's interesting. I call those people fee weenies who are saying, well, I don't want to pay the 1%. I can do this myself and save the 1%. But look at it this way. Probably if you use a financial advisor, you'll make 2 to 3% more than you would be uh, making if you didn't use a financial advisor. So even with the 1%, you're going to come out ahead. I don't understand why people are fee weenies when you're really giving such a valuable service and using all your background and your experience. And the vast toolbox is a DIYer. You don't know what's out there because you haven't been in this business. So I'm glad that you brought that one up. The next one I want to talk about is having someone to hold you accountable. Now, Coach Crows, I want to address this to you. Do you think if you were not on the football field during practice that your players would have done everything that they needed to do? You were there to hold them accountable. You're absolutely right. That's what the whistle is for, the accountability whistle. They can have all the pride in the game and and pride in the team, but someone needs to be there to, to make sure that you're practicing to them and that everyone is practicing in the right direction. Right. And I mean, if you've ever tried to reach a fitness goal, you know how hard it can be to get up early and get dressed and get to the gym. And sometimes you want to slack off on that. And personally, I had that exact experience. I had a trainer who used to come to my house years and years ago in the last century when I used to live in Los Angeles and I was accountable to him, but he was accountable to me as well. And John Goodhue, it's the same way with a financial advisor. It's good to be accountable to somebody. It certainly is. As people are building wealth, that it, so you help them make sure they're staying on track. I always call it, I don't like budgets so much, but I do like bumpers. I keep people between the bumpers. In retirement, you can start spending a little too much money. And if you don't have somebody there, there's always looking out and saying, you know what? Yeah, this last year, you spent a little bit too much. Do you see what this is going to do to you? Maybe not this year, next year, or maybe not next three or four years, but over the next 10, 15, 20 years, you can't continue to do that because your plan will, won't work and you're not going to make it through retirement. So yeah, so we, we keep people accountable. Yeah, and it's sort of like I, I make this analogy, but I mean, John, does your wife ever look over your shoulder and go, honey, I love you, but I really don't think you should be eating that. Here's what's going to happen if you eat too much of that. You ever had that happen, John? Oh, no, uh-uh, never. No, uh-uh. <laughs> Yeah, you and I are in the same boat here a little bit. So having someone who can hold you accountable and someone that you can hold accountable, that's what it's all about. I think as a team, you're going to work much, much better. Next one is you're going to save yourself a ton of time. I can't imagine, John, going to work 8, 10 hours a day, coming home, you're dead tired, you know, maybe it's a Friday, it's the end of the week, and you're going, 
Wow, I've got to sit here on a Friday night or a Saturday and figure out my finances. It takes a ton of time to do that. And you've done this so much, it's almost like any project. I can build a deck, but if I hire the pros to come in, they're going to build it better and they're going to do it in half the time. Does this also apply to financial advisors? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it applies to anybody, right? Like I can't, like I have, you know, nurses and and plumbers and electricians and contractors and doctors and dentists as clients. It took years and years and years for them to be able to figure out what they do. They can do it better, faster. So a financial advisor, you know, brings all of their experience to the table. They have years and years and years of studying of actually watching what really happens in the markets to people's retirements, for example, you can't buy that kind of experience. You can't buy that kind of experience, not only in the financial world, but in the world in general. Yeah, that's right. And if you do make a mistake, uh, many times these mistakes can't be undone. And again, I use the analogy of the deck. I keep going back there. If I make a structural mistake, we got to tear it all out and do it all over again. So a good financial advisor can help you avoid making mistakes that are not reversible, costing you bunches and bunches of money or possibly even running out of money in retirement. We're talking with John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial here. We're talking about not doing it yourself when it comes to your financial plan. Next one is going to be learning what not to do. Now, John Goodhue, you've had a lot of people come into the office over the years. Have you ever seen somebody make a mistake that you say, you know, now that I've seen this, I can prevent other people from making that same mistake? Yes, it's over the years. I've been doing this 16 years now. And then, of course, I, I'm kind of a little different. I practice law before this, too. So, you know, lawyers, that's what you deal with, people's problems, right? Right. So I'm always looking for things like that. And so I see somebody make a mistake. You know, I make sure that we note it. I make sure my advisors understand it because I just want to make sure that we're making sure that people in the future, our, our clients in the future, will never make that mistake. And so I learn a lot of times from my clients and what they do wrong. Right. And then you can help other people down the right path. Now, Coach Crows, you're out there in the football field. Do you encourage your players or do you let players make a mistake on purpose so that they'll learn what not to do? Certainly, uh, we need to learn from our mistakes. And, and that would be one of the things I put someone, substitute someone in, bring someone out and right. put your arm around them and go, what did you learn there? You know, and tell me what you learned. You know, keep the emotions out of it because uh, as soon as you get emotional on the football field in financial world, you're going you're gonna to make bad decisions. Yeah, well, I like I said, you're a great coach. I mean, I had coaches who would just allow me to crowd the plate playing baseball, and you get uh, you get hit up there in the uh, helmet, have your bell rung a little bit, and then they'll come to you and go, see, I told you to not crowd the plate, and I just let that happen to you. How does that feel now? Yeah, but you got on the base. Yeah, I got on the base, but my on, bell is rung so, percentage. <laughs> so, so bad that it's a concussion protocol these days, guys. I'm not going to continue to play. So a financial uh, advisor can help you from stepping into a hole in which you're going to you know, break your leg or something and that you can get back out of and continue to play the game. There are a lot of benefits and reasons why you should use a financial advisor. And the last thing that I want to talk about, gentlemen, is the fact that as a professional financial advisor, you have access to products and tools that the average person can't get a hold of, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, there's certain things that are made for consumers. That's fine. But then there's this more sturdy stuff that's made, made for the professional. Right. Uh, and so, and it's not any different in the financial world. There are just products, there are investment portfolio types, there, there are different types of insurance products that a normal, you know, normal person, you can't do you, you, and you can't get for yourself and, and they're not sold on the internet. You just can't access them. A lot of those tools work a whole lot better than the retail stuff that you might have access to as an individual investor. Yeah, it's like hand tools. I mean, I have used the tools that I've gotten at Harbor Freight. I don't know if they have Harbor Freight in the Upper Peninsula there, but they're really inexpensive tools. They're good enough to use at a time or two. But if you want a tool that's going to endure, the pros use Snap-on or Matco tools. And it's the same way with a financial advisor. I mean, the average individual, John, if I've decided that I need an annuity, can I myself call up the insurance company and just buy an annuity? No, you can't. And plus, you shouldn't because there are hundreds of different annuities and some of them work a little bit different than other ones do. You've got to know how does this annuity work if you're going to use it? What's it do? Because sometimes it's not what you need. You need a specific tool for a specific task. 
And that's how the annuity world works, too. Well, we're going to talk about annuities in depth here in the next segment. But let's say I've heard about this index universal life policy at IUL that'll pay me a death benefit while I'm still alive. I mean, I've got an insurance agent. I bought a, a term policy from him. Can I just call him up and go, come on over here and sign me up for the IUL? Is that a good idea? No, not generally. Usually a general insurance agent doesn't understand how to mm-hmm. how to use the more advanced aspects of right. different types of insurance products. So that's not something that you would do. That's where you need the help of a pro. There's so many reasons why having a financial planner and letting someone else do it using their years of experience is so superior over doing it yourself. So again, we talk about this show being for information and educational purposes. We want you to know about these products and services, but we also want you to know where you may want to draw the line. Everything that you do in life, you don't need to try to do it yourself. I mean, I have worked on cars over the years, you know, old cars and so forth, and it may take me I don't know, three or four days to change one of the old alternators or something like that because that would take so much stuff off. Whereas I went to the pro and they said, well, if you took this off, you could have done it in, in an hour. But I didn't know that because I wasn't a pro. And the same thing applies to your finances. Why would you want to treat something as important as your financial future to yourself or someone who hasn't done it? And that leads me to this. If you're listening to the program today and you're interested in having a professional, comprehensive financial plan done specifically specifically for you, not a blanket financial plan, I want you to listen up. Call this number, 906-523-9030. You can do it today. Request your no-cost, no-obligation, and no-judgment retirement playbook review. That's right. It's not going to cost you a dime. It's an opportunity for you to sit down with John there in the APO Lorium office, ask your questions, and get the answers that you need to put you on a path towards retirement in which you not only survive, but you also thrive. Again, it's not going to cost you a dime. Why wouldn't you want to call this number today? 906-523-9030. Leave your information there. Laura will give you a call back on Monday after the Super Bowl. She'll set you up with an appointment with uh, John Crows there, John Goodhue at APO Financial to get you on the right path. Once again, that number, 906-523-9030. You can also request it online at apofinancial.com. That is apofinancial.com. Want more talk about sustaining your wealth and thriving in a retirement that could last 30-plus years? Stay tuned for more Retirement Playbook from APO Financial after this. Ready to score a touchdown with your retirement plan? Touchdown! Good. You're listening to the Retirement Playbook. And now, back to the show with your coaches, John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shea. Will the San Francisco 49ers win the Super Bowl? Will the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl? Will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift? Well, you're not going to hear about it here because that's not what we talk about. And that is not nearly as important as getting you to and through retirement. You're listening to The Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue. My name's Jeff Shea. Glad you could join us again this week. And in just a moment, we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of fixed annuities. But... Being this, this is an educational program, we've got some educational seminars coming up here in the near future. Coach Crows, why don't you break it down for us where and when? Well, we got our third round of, of seminars coming up. Um, it'll be February 20th and 21st. And, and actually, let me back up a little bit. Not only are these educational seminars, these are our first dinner seminars. Oh. So, so you're going to come in, you can get educated, and then fill your tummy and sit back and think about what, what you just learned in the first half of this. Okay. And on February 20th, we're in Houghton, and we're going to be at the bonfire. That's going to start at 6 p.m. And then on the 21st, we're going to be up in Calumet, and we're going to host this at the Siskiyou Reception Hall. And the bonfire will be catering that one. Again, that'll start at 6 o'clock also. Okay, so the bonfire is catering both of these 6 o'clock, 20th, and 21st. Mark your calendar for these educational and informative seminars. Now, is there going to be any admission charge, any cost to get into these? Absolutely no cost. You just have to get signed up prior to. Um, you can call Laura and let her know, and, and we'll get you on there. Again, that'll start at 6 o'clock also. 
So once again, mark your calendars for the 20th and 21st for these two educational seminars. And again, if you have questions, you want to sign up for that, give us a call here in the Lorium office, 906-523-9030. It is 906-523-9030. Bonfire is great food, but, you know, I'm partial to uh, Miller's Lane's down there. I like the bowling alley food myself. What's the best thing on the menu down at Miller's, do you think? Try the pizza, and you got to try the chicken wings. The pizza and the wings, probably. My, my wife's hooked on those wings. Well, Miller's doesn't pay us for this, but, uh, you know, whenever I'm in town, I love to roll a game there at Miller's and uh, have some good pizza and some good chicken wings. It's right downtown. Okay, so let's get to what we were going to talk about. That is the pros and cons of fixed annuities. So let's start off by talking about annuities in general, not just fixed, but there are fixed index, there are variable, and then there's what we call SPIAs, there are immediate annuities, and there are deferred annuities. So I want to save the fixed annuities for last. So what is the difference between a fixed annuity, John Goodhue, and a fixed index annuity? So a fixed annuity basically is, it works kind of like a CD. Uh, It pays a set interest rate for a certain set period of time. I use them generally to park money for shorter periods of time for my clients. Um, So like I'll have a client that might sell their house and they might be going to travel Europe for maybe a couple of years, but they want to come back and build another house or buy another house. Well, you've got to keep that money safe. So a fixed annuity will keep the money safe, but they also want a reasonable rate of return. And so a fixed annuity generally will pay more than a CD. And so they get, they get some good returns. Uh, the money stays safe. And when they come back in two years to get the money, the money's there, and they take their gains, and they go buy their house. In general, that's how a fixed annuity works. Uh, now, a fixed index annuity works a lot differently. Some people have all these weird ideas about the word annuity. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's people say, I love annuities. People say, I hate annuities. Most people have no idea what an annuity is. I tell people, let's, let's just forget that it's called a fixed index annuity. Let's talk about what it does. So the first thing, put your money in, and you can't lose any money. Number two, you can put your money in a fixed interest account, like a fixed annuity that's inside the product, or you can put your money over and have it tracking stock market indexes. And there's all kinds of different stock market indexes besides the Dow and the S&P and the NASDAQ. And so if you do that, let's say the first year that you track the S&P 500 and the S&P 500 goes up 10%, well, you're not going to get 10%, but in a good growth fixed index annuity, you're probably going to get between six and a half and eight and a half percent. And then if it's on an annual indexing basis, and let's say the second year, the S&P goes down 30%, your principal that you put in originally, you can't lose it. So you haven't lost anything. The gains from last year get locked into your principal, so you can't lose those either, and you lose no money in the second year. So they're really safe, and they give reasonable rates of return. So that's two reasons I like them. The way I usually use them, at least if I'm focusing on growth, I do it with no fees, no expenses. So I always tell people, you better watch out the fees you're paying in pretty much all your investment accounts. And so, because we want to reduce the fee drag on your gains. And then you can create lifetime income with a fixed index annuity. However, they do something really pretty cool. You can create a guaranteed lifetime income with them. It's a lifetime payout, kind of like a pension is a lifetime payout, but you don't annuitize the money. You don't have to. Which means, let's say that you have a fixed index annuity, you and your wife have a guaranteed lifetime payment for both your lives, and at the end of the, you know, end of the day when the second one of you dies, whatever's left in the annuity goes to your kids or your heirs, whoever it goes to. So you didn't annuitize the money. And so that's, that's what a fixed index annuity does. So for those people who hate annuities and they think that you should too, I'm going to ask you, Coach Crows, a question. To me, an annuity is a monthly check. I'm going to get it every month uh, regardless of what happens. But if I said to you, Coach Crows, let's say, for example, a pension. Let's say that you had a pension and it gave you a monthly check. And if I said to you, Coach, listen, there's a monthly check, this monthly pension check that I can give you that will track an index, let's say the S&P 500, and you can get 7% more out of a 10% increase 
and it can't go down. Would you like to have that pension check, Coach Crows, that can go up but has a floor of zero? Absolutely. Why, why would you not want to have that? We, we call it the V. What, what does a V start with? The downward motion, you know, and that's where the variable annuity breaks down on top of the fees that it charges. But with a fixed index annuity, you never have that V. You never have that downward motion. And so you're never, you're never going to lose. As a football coach, I, I would love to have a situation like yeah. that where you're never going to lose. <laughs> I've always thought, well, you know, hey, we scored 14 points more than the other team. Can't we just bank seven of these and bring them back? We need them tomorrow. <laughs> but it just doesn't really work that yeah. way. But anyway, an annuity is just a monthly check. It's like Social Security. I don't hate Social Security. You hate your pension. I don't hate my pension. Think of it that way. But there are different types of annuities, fixed index annuities. You uh, described variable annuities a little bit. Let's talk more about some of the benefits of these fixed annuities. Uh, John Goodhue, do your contributions grow tax deferred? I mean, when do you pay taxes on what you get out of these? Well, if you put money into them, yes, it'll grow tax deferred. And all that means it's just like like an IRA grows tax deferred. So when you start pulling money out, you pay taxes on the gains. That's how it generally works. Now, you can fund these not only with money that you've already paid taxes on, you can fund these with IRA money. And I have a lot of clients that do that. Uh, now, IRA money is 100% taxable, so any money you pull out, even it don't care where it's at, if it's in a, a fixed annuity, a fixed index annuity, an investment account, you're going to pay taxes on it. Some people think 401k plans, they're never going to pay money on it because they have in their mind it's tax-free, and it is not tax-free. But yeah, the, the money you pull out is going, to, is going to be taxable. All right, so there are many benefits to using a uh, fixed annuity. Let's, uh, in the remaining part of the segment, talk about some of the reasons that you may not use a fixed annuity. First of all is liquidity. They're not really that terribly liquid, are they? Well, usually they're liquid, but you have to pay a surrender charge if you take them out too soon. And it's not any different. If you bought a three-year CD at, at a bank, and you're committing to three years for, to let the bank have it for three years. And so they're going to go do something. They're going to loan it for three years. That's how, the, that's how banks make money. But if you take it out before three years, a bank's going to charge you an early withdrawal penalty. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with, with annuities. If you take it out before the end of the surrender period, the insurance company is going to charge you a surrender charge. It's a penalty for early withdrawal. That's all it is. Most fixed and fixed index annuities, you, there's a certain percentage you can draw out every year without any penalties or any charges. And so I, I, I generally, and generally it's seven to 10% a year. And really nobody should be pulling out of any bucket of money, especially in retirement, more than 7%. Because if they live to life expectancy, that bucket of money is going to go to zero before they're dead. I've never had a client really pay a surrender charge in 16 years. So I think another con of an annuity, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, is as it relates to inflation. Because this annuity contract's based on a fixed rate of return, your income payments will not get adjusted for inflation. Is that right? Well, yeah, with a fixed annuity, if, if it's a if it's an income annuity that pays out, like, no, it won't. It'll be, it'll be an internal fixed rate. Right. Now, with a fixed indexed annuity, because it's, it's tied to the market, if you start guaranteed income, you can have inflation-adjusted income uh, with certain fixed index annuities. But with most of them, you don't. But the growth inside the annuity, you can also pull extra money out. And so if it's tied to the stock market, as we have more inflation, it's actually the stock market usually will, will return more because companies are having to pay more for their goods and services. Well, they pass that on to us, right, in additional costs which means the company makes more money, which is reflected in the stock price of that company. And so I always tell people inflation's the stock market's a really good place to absorb inflation. The bad part about it is, is that the stock market can lose money. And so there's a tit for tat there. Well, I think the bottom line about annuities here is, you know, buying a fixed annuity can help boost your nest egg. But before our listeners invest in a contract, I want them to make sure that they review the fees and the terms to ensure that it's a good fit for you and your retirement plan. And, and, you know, we're not here to push annuities. We're here to talk about options for you. Again, more tools in the toolbox. If you think an annuity may or may not be right for you, or if you've got questions about annuities, we would be more than happy to sit down with you, have a 
no cost, no obligation, no judgment conversation about annuities. If this is you, I want you to give this number a call, 906-523-9030. It's 906-523-9030. Do it this weekend, if you will. Give that number a call and ask to be called back. Laura, give you a call back on Monday. Set you up with a chance to sit down with John there at APO Financial and talk not only about annuities, but really get all your questions answered about your retirement plan and your journey towards a confident retirement. Once again, you know, this is not going to cost you a dime. There is no risk with this whatsoever. There's only an upside to you making that call, and that upside is that you may have a much better retirement than if you had not called. So call it today, 906-523-9030. You can also request your plan online at apofinancial.com. It's apofinancial.com. Want more straight talk and honest answers about your wealth management and retirement journey? Stay with us. There's more Retirement Playbook from APO Financial here on AM 920 and FM 107.3 WMPL. Talk that bridges the gap. We're back with more strategies for a retirement in which you not only survive, but thrive. This is the Retirement Playbook from APO Financial. Once again, here's John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shade. We so much appreciate you joining us each and every week at 11 o'clock here for the Retirement Playbook on WMPL. Jeff Shade along with you and uh, John Goodhue and John Crows right by my side. And we've had a really robust show today. Again, we're a podcast. Simply search wherever you get your podcasts. If you've missed any part of the show today, you'll find this show and all of our past shows so you can stay on top of your journey towards a confident retirement. And once again, want to remind you to call this number 906-523-9030. Call it this weekend and ask for your no cost, no obligation, no judgment retirement playbook, 906-523-9030. We'd love to hear from you if you've got questions about the show, if you've got comments, if you've got subjects that you'd like us to talk about, we welcome all comments at 906-523-9030. Okay, guys, uh, let's say that uh, I'm listening to the program today, I'm still working, and I want to retire at the end of this year. What are some of the things or what do you think is the first thing that I would want to do here early February to prepare for a retirement that may happen at the end of this year? First thing you better do is find out how much you've got to retire on. That's looking at all your assets, your your potential other income, and just do an inventory of the things going into retirement that you're going to be able to use to support yourself in retirement. Okay, so those are the assets. Those are the pros. What about the deficits? I mean, what about debt? Should I be entirely debt-free? Should I try to pay off everything here in the next 11 months? Well, not really. It depends, too, on people. I mean, if you've got a lot of credit card debt and you're paying 25 to 30% interest on yeah, I don't care if you're retiring or not, you should be paying that off, right? Because there's no place that you're going to make 25 or 30% on your money. So taking money and using it to pay down that kind of debt, absolutely. Now, if it's your mortgage, I always look at mortgage interest as good debt. And, you know, a lot of people have like two and a half, three, three and a half percent mortgages. So if you've got a low interest rate mortgage, don't pay that off, not from a financial perspective. Because you can make more money than two and a half or three percent on your money. And so you're actually making money, right? Because if you make like six and you're paying three on your mortgage, you've actually made your ahead by three percent. So I wouldn't pay that kind of debt off. So it, you do not have to be totally debt free going into retirement. Now, if you are debt free going into retirement, that's a wonderful thing. And you should pat yourself on the back. Right, right. You can sleep better at night if you know that you don't have a mortgage payment. Go ahead and do that. But as you said, if it's a uh, hundred grand to pay off your mortgage, why take the hundred grand out and pay off a mortgage that's a two and a half or three percent when you could put that money to work for you and possibly make something like six percent? But I'm with you. You know that high interest credit card debt. You may not be able to pay it off, but make some giant, giant strides towards doing that because you might be surprised at the interest rate that you're paying. And you know it's not uncommon these days. It's very, very common for credit cards. To be a you know 25 and 30 percent also you want to think about how you use those things moving forward you know debt i think is a really bad word and you should stay away from that it's one of those four letter words dbt and better not yep. come out of your mouth or we're going to wash your mouth out with soap so the first thing is to find out where you stand financially add up your assets and your uh, debts and make sure that you've got more assets than debt and then we'll know what the figure is that you need to work with Second one is in the next 11 months, if you don't have enough savings, would you say that it is a good idea to maybe lean into that and do everything you can, scrimp on things, uh, and, and maybe put as much money as you can into a savings account? 
Oh, absolutely. You've, you've got to have money to be able to retire properly. And unfortunately, we, there's a retirement crisis in the United States. You know, right now people turn to 65, only about, about 62% of them have less than $25,000 saved. Mm-hmm. And they don't have other, usually other sources of income. And only about 17% of people have 250000 or more saved. So you got 83% of the population going into retirement that might be a little rocky for them. So yes, save back as much as you can. You know, make it hurt a little bit is what I'd tell you. If you haven't saved enough and you've got several years before you're going to retire, make it hurt a little bit because you, you're going to need that money and you're going to need the growth on that money over the rest of your life to have a decent retirement. Right. And if you want to retire at the end of 2024, you've got 11 months to do that. You might have to lean into it a little more than maybe what you're comfortable with, and that is saving and uh, paying off debt, but it'll be well worth it. Is there ever an occasion when you've just told people, John Goodhue, hey, I think you better push this retirement off. You're just not ready to do it. Oh, yeah, that happens. I hate delivering bad news to people. Um, And if they come in and they talk to me and they, they say, well, you know, I really want to retire in two years. Well, once I've built a retirement income plan for them and we've reviewed it, it's pretty obvious that it's not going to be two years. Mm-hmm. You know, it may be four years, maybe five years. But by having a real plan in place, you know when you, what you're doing. Because can you imagine if somebody who came to me just didn't come to me and they just said, I'm retiring in two years, no matter what, come hell or high water, right? And they retire, and then, oh, let's say 10 years from now, when they retire, they realize that they didn't save enough money. They're in really big trouble. Now they're older. They really can't go back to work, at least not with what probably they were doing back 10 years before, because nobody's going to hire them, because there's age discrimination out right. there. It's illegal, and, and, but, but it happens. Yeah, you're yeah, right. It happens all the time. So now that person is in really deep trouble. And so if they'd have just done some planning on the front end, maybe they didn't retire when they wanted to. Maybe they had to work a few extra years, but at least they're going to be safe in their retirement ultimately. We're talking with John Goodhue and John Crows of APO Financial with an office right here in Lorium. And Coach Crows, you got the boots on the ground here in our local office at 3rd and Florida. Let's talk about Social Security. How important is it to take a look at Social Security, John, and what should we be looking at? Well, there's so many different things to look at with Social Security because you have different types of choices for when you can take it and and also choices for how you can take it. And there's a lot of different ways to take it. And uh, one of the first things I learned when when I was with John is you could potentially lose hundreds of thousands of dollars with your choice of Social Security. And we all know that your monthly payment from Social Security isn't something that you can just live off of easily. And I'd be like, you know, being the math person I am, I'm having a pen, pencil, and starting throwing numbers around and and looking at it over a course of 25, 30 years and go, he's right. There's situations if you make a bad decision and live till you're in your 90s, you're you're losing $300,000 of possible income. Right. So making the right Social Security decisions, I think, is critical. That is one of the main things that I think people should pay attention to. And, you know, to break it down, I know that it's more complex than this. But if you take it at the earliest age, 62, you've got a good reduction in your benefits. I think it's around 30 percent for the rest of the time that you take Social Security. If you wait until your full retirement age, you're going to get your full benefits and you can make as much money as you want. Going back to age 62, if you take it early, you're limited in the amount of money that you can make before you have to give a dollar back for every $2 you make over that limit. And it's somewhere, don't quote me, but it's around $20,000 a year or so. You can take it at 62. You can take it at full retirement age at which there is no cap. And then the oldest that you can take it is going to be age 70. And what I mean by that is if you wait from full retirement age until age 70, you'll get about an 8% increase per year. But there are a lot of calculations that you got to figure into this, one of which is how long you're going to live. If you don't think you're going to have a long lifespan, maybe you're better off to take uh, Social Security at age 62. If you think you're going to live into your 90s, go ahead and take it at 70. But again, these are uh, situations that you want to discuss with a good financial planner. And of course, I know that the folks at APO can discuss that with you. Uh, also, uh, one of the things that you want to be aware of uh, planning for retirement is tax strategies. And John Goodhue, I can't tell you the number of people that I have run into who, you know, when we really look at their plan, they're paying more taxes than they had to. 
Oh, yeah. That's one of the biggest shocks for people who come see me, especially if they've saved a lot of money in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks and TSPs and 401as, all those kind of accounts. They're all tax-deferred accounts that they're really, really shocked that when they hit what's called required minimum distribution age, and that's either at 73 or 75, depending on your birthday, that they have to start pulling money out. Well, they, they kind of know that. What they don't know is that the percentage of what they have to pull out goes up every year for the rest of their life. And so in retirement, they're pulling money out. All of it's taxable more every single year until they die. They end up in the same or a higher tax bracket than they were when they were working. We do tax planning. I love doing tax planning. I like to reduce taxes as much as possible. Uh, sometimes we can eliminate taxes out of the rest of people's lives. Also, what happens is with taxes, everybody that I've talked to for the past, I don't know, five, 10 years, well, I always ask them, do you think taxes have a chance of going down in our rest of our lives? And everybody laughs because <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think anybody believes that. So if you believe, if you feel in your heart of hearts that taxes are going to go up in the rest of your life, why in the world wouldn't you do tax planning now? Because if taxes go up, then that means the net amount of money that you're going to have to spend goes down. So why don't you do tax planning now so that when taxes do go up, you don't change the net amount of money that you're going to have to spend in retirement? Yeah, and tax is certainly one of the biggest expenses that you'll have in retirement. I think one of the most important, the other important, is going to be health care costs and planning for long-term care. And in the interest of time here, I want you to just sum it up very briefly, John Goodhue. There are roughly nine ways to pay for long-term care. And talk about health care expenses if you're under the age of 65 versus over 65. So if you're under 65 and you're, let's say you're not working for a large company anymore, there are ways to bridge to 65 for Medicare, several different ways you can do that. But long-term care, most people think there's only one way to cover it. And there are, there are eight different ways to cover long-term care. Number one, I can do it uh, at low cost. I can even do it at no cost for people. I always tell people, if you don't believe me, come see me. I can do it in such a way so that the money that you allocate to cover the long-term care risk. If you never use it, it actually more than that goes back to your estate, to your kids. I can even get long-term care covered if you can't medically qualify. I can get that risk covered for you. Hmm. So I always tell people, come and talk to me about this. People's retirement plans that I see blow up usually when they come and see me and things are in trouble, I'd basically say 70% of them are because they had uncovered medical expenses in retirement. So there's a lot to talk about here. If our listeners are hearing this program and you're saying to yourself, you know, I think I'm going to retire at the end of this year. I'm going to retire early next year or very shortly. And you're not sure what steps you can take to uh, really hedge the bet that your retirement is going to be positive, I want you to do this. Give a call to APO Financial. Ask for that complimentary retirement playbook, which will include steps to take pre-retirement. You can get your retirement playbook by calling 906-523-9030. You can do it this weekend. Leave your information. And Laura will call you back on Monday, set up an appointment for you to sit down with John and John there at APO Financial. It's not going to cost you a dime, but it could uncover some blind spots that when addressed might just smooth that path towards retirement, especially if it's uh, going to be towards the end of the year or this year. Once again, that number, 906-523-9030, 906-523-9030. Once again, a casual conversation, no cost and no obligation. You can also request your retirement playbook online at apofinancial.com. It's apofinancial.com. Well, guys, the next show is pushing us out of here. I want to thank you for your time. But most importantly, I want to thank our listeners here in the fine Upper Peninsula city of Lorium and also Houghton and uh, all the other places here that we broadcast to. So for John and John, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great weekend. Happy Super Bowl weekend. We'll talk again next week with another edition of the Retirement Playbook right here on AM 920 and FM 107.3 WMPL. Talk that bridges the gap. The opinions voiced on the Retirement Playbook from APO Financial are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing.